0: Thanks for joining us through the CrossBridge podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about CrossBridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Well, thank you. Uh, Thanks again for being here today. And um, as Harold said, um, my name is Phil and I've had the privilege of serving as the worship and arts pastor here, and uh, I say that in past tense because this is uh, my last weekend here at Crossbridge uh, but it has been a wonderful privilege and an honor and uh, so thanks for being here thanks for worshiping with us in Peru and online it's just good to always gather together I want to thank you for uh, your prayers uh, for us I want to thank you for how you've loved us and encouraged us um, and, and loved and cared for our kids and And uh, this has been a wonderful season of ministry. Um, I am excited to be able to share with you today in this way. I haven't been able to do this very often, not as much as I would have liked to, and I've missed it. And so I appreciate this opportunity. So um, I'm excited to maybe uh, just see what God has in store for us today and how he's going to speak to us um, through his word. Um, When I was growing up, I had... um, an idol. I had a dream. How many of you uh, have had a dream before? Had somebody that you idolized? Just raise your hand, maybe throw up some hands in, in the chat box if you're online. Um, I had a dream and uh, my idol was Michael Jordan. We got any Michael Jordan fans in here? I loved Michael Jordan and my dream was to be an NBA basketball star. Oh, come on. Why is that funny? Um, here, I got pictures to prove that I was well on my way. Um, <laughs> that's eighth grade, okay? Uh, that's like junior year, I think. But clearly, I was, I was destined for the NBA um, in my 127 pounds when I graduated high school. Uh, but I had to choose a different dream for obvious reasons. And I had, a, I had another dream. And that dream was to be a professional singer. And uh, I... I had an opportunity to catch my big break. And so uh, me and three of my friends decided we were gonna go and audition for American Idol. How many of you have watched American Idol? Maybe a few of you. Yeah. Um, I thought, man, this is going to be great. You know, they're they're looking for like some of the best singing talent there is, and and you know, I, I thought they were going to fall in love with my flowing blonde hair and all of all of no, they really didn't. Um, so I, I went and and I auditioned. We drove over to St. Louis and we had a great time. And uh, my fate though fell to many many others that have auditioned. They said, great voice. Now what we're looking for. And, uh, you know, they're producing a television show and I didn't quite have the same razzle-dazzle as Pastor Harold, right? Um, he just has that the flash. And... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, it, was, it, was, it was a fun experience for me. But we all have dreams, don't we? We all have things that maybe uh, don't quite work out the way that we thought. You see, the essence of this show, American Idol, is to take somebody out of obscurity and bring them into this mainstream popularity and and praise them for their talents. We have so much temptation in our life to just see what somebody can do, to see what somebody can offer, to look just on the outside and be like, man, I want to be just like them our world has a tendency to make people famous. There's probably a lot of things that contribute to why there's this desire within us to do that, to make people famous, to take them from, you know, obscurity to these heights that we could never, ever imagine. Eventually, People do become idolized in our society for their fame, for their fortune, and their talent. A few of those, we already named Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, Tom Brady, Billy Eilish, Elvis, Steve Jobs, Simone Biles, Justin Bieber, JoJo Siwa, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Hill. Wait, I'm just naming Chiefs players, sorry. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and uh, the incomparable Betty White. You see, There are so many more people that we could name off, right? People that are are famous. But the thing is, is we don't really know these people. We don't really know much about them except for what we see on the outside, what they can do. And we desire to be like them in some ways. Scripture talks frequently about this idea of idols, and the most famous story is our text today in Exodus 32, and uh, if you have your Bible or an app or something like that on your phone, you can turn there, but we'll be in Exodus 32 in just a moment. In this season uh, here at Crossbridge, we've been encouraging you to set an alarm on your phone for what time? 207. And uh, that comes from Psalm chapter 20, verse 7, where it says this Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. In this passage, we see that they are trusting in chariots and horses. We tend to trust in things that we can see, tangible things, instead of the Lord Himself. And those things become idols when we put our trust in them. And throughout scripture we see this idea of misplaced trust. And Exodus 32 is a very good example. Coming up to this passage we see Moses, he had led the Israelites out of the land of Egypt and God parted the Red Sea so they could leave. This group of people saw amazing miracles. They saw God do tremendous things. And as chapter 32 begins, Moses has been up on the mountaintop and he's been with God, receiving a covenant between God and the Israelites. And we know this today as the Ten Commandments. But while Moses was away, something interesting happened. The Israelites became impatient. Have any of you ever been impatient before? Yeah, me too. So here we see that the Israelites get impatient. So let's look at Exodus 32, chapter 1, 32, verse 1. It says this. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold rings from your ears of your wives and your sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, oh Israel, these Excuse me. "'Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt.' Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, "'Tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord.'" The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. And after this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. The Lord told Moses, quick, go down to the mountain. Your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. How quickly they have turned away from the way I've commanded them to live. They have melted down gold and made a calf, and they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They are saying, these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Let's pray together. Lord, as we have carved out time together to worship you, to seek you, to hear from you, God, I just pray that you will speak. That, God, that you will use my feeble words in a powerful way that only you can use them. So God, would you help us to open up our hearts to hear from you today? Amen. Our uh, family show together uh, that we like to watch is Survivor. Survivor fans, anybody watch Survivor? Fairly old show. Right, a few of you, like Survivor. Um, Come on in, guys! Every time uh, Jeff says that on the show, I I say that, and Maisie just yells at me. She's like, Dad, stop, and she throws me a little elbow. Um, But one of the most important hidden elements in the game is the hidden immunity idol. And when someone finds it, they have a tremendous advantage in the game. They can play the game completely differently because of something that they know and something that they have. And they can stay in the game quite a bit longer. They feel secure and they feel confident with this hidden immunity idol. In season 10, there was a contestant, his name was James, and he was a huge physical threat. And he happened to have not one hidden immunity idol, but he had two hidden immunity idols. And you would think with this tremendous advantage that, that James would have gone really far into the game. However, they had to go to tribal council, and he was blindsided. He had no idea it was coming, and he was voted out, walking out with both hidden immunity idols in his bag. It's pretty amazing that that happened. But it happened because he was too confident. He felt too secure with these hidden immunity idols. I'm pretty sure that... uh, You or I don't have a a carved piece of wood or some kind of golden image that we have in our homes or somewhere that we bow down to or pray to. You see, our idols are a little more subtle. Our idols look like the American dream. Money, belongings, success in work, success in the eyes of our peers, It looks like hope in political and governmental systems. It looks like drugs and alcohol and sex and instant gratification and even religion. When we look around, there's so many beautiful things. God has created a beautiful world, beautiful people, amazing talent, unreal wealth and prosperity in our society. But it's so easy to get blindsided by the beauty of those things and get drawn to them. The internet has made it very easy to compare our lives to others. Social media is basically everybody's personal highlight reel. It makes us feel like we should be living someone else's life, doing what they're doing, having something else, someone else, more stuff, more vacations, more, more, and more. And when those things don't happen for us, not only do we not experience those things, but then we feel like somehow we're, we're disappointed or somehow we failed. It's really the things that consume us, that consume our time, that consume our resources, that consume our mind, that become idols We don't have to have a physical object to bow down to. We can bow down to whatever it is every single moment of the day. The Israelites had seen amazing miracles God's intervention, God's miraculous provision, yet they were impatient. They were short sighted. They were fearful that Moses would not return. They had anxiety that if he didn't return, what was going to happen to them? And so they resorted to something familiar. They made something out of gold and bowed down to it, hoping that maybe in that image would relieve their fear and their anxiety. But God specifically warned them about idols. A few chapters earlier in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, it says, No other gods, only me, no carved gods of any size, shape, or form, or or anything, whatever, whether of the things that fly or walk or swim, don't bow down to them and don't serve them because I am God, your God. We can get so fixated on the end result, on our personal desire, a dream, on pleasure, self-gratification, but that can take the place on being fixated on Jesus, who invites us on a journey into the unknown that may result in something different than we expect. In the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians, we're reminded in chapter 10, I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago, speaking of the Israelites. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground, referring to the parting of the Red Sea. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate some spiritual food and all of them drank the same spiritual water for they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them and that rock was Christ. Yet God was not pleased with most of them. here we see that the Israelites were doing many of the things that they were supposed to do. Yet, their heart betrayed them. You see, we can tend to forget, just like they did, what God has done in our lives. We can get caught up in our own hype, and our own circumstances. We can swing from being afraid one minute, being filled with anxiety to another, to being arrogant and thinking that somehow we have it all together. But scripture paints for us a better way to live. In Romans 12, there's a passage that's been very meaningful to me. And I'm going to read it out of three different translations so that we can really get an idea uh, and grasp what God is trying to say to us through his word. In the New Living Translation, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this, In a fairly new translation called the Passion Translation, it says it this way. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. And then the last one comes out of the message paraphrase. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking, but instead fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. I think in so many ways, we have gotten it wrong for a long, long time. We have so focused on external behavior. Well, if I just do this and if I just do that. If I just come and I gather online or I gather in the room a couple times a month, check that box. If I jump into a group, check that box. If I join a team and serve, I check that box. If I give of my financial resources to support the work of the Lord, then I can check that box. But at the end of the day, God doesn't want us to check those boxes. What he wants is he wants you and he wants me. He wants us to be in a relationship with him. He wants us To love him and respond to his grace. He wants us. We're created. The very essence of our being, we are created to worship something. The question is, is what are we going to worship? Are we gonna worship the Lord? the one who has created all these things, or are we gonna worship the things that he has created? See, because what we love the most is what we are going to worship. That is what we are gonna spend our time doing. That's what we're gonna spend our, our, our mind thinking about. Those are the things that are going to consume us. What we love is what we worship, but instead we get caught on the surface and we struggle in fear. We struggle in this divided love and this divided attention. In Psalm 51 in the message, it says, going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered. Heart shattered, lives ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. See, God isn't looking for us to check the boxes. He's not looking for us to have some kind of perfect execution or whatever we think he wants. What he wants is for us to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Send me, take me, use me. But it's hard work to get below the surface, to get below just seeing the things, the created things, and being caught in that. For over two years now, I've been working on a on huge basement bathroom renovation. Now, I better get that done very quickly. And we've been working on completing this remodel, and. Um, We were at this stage where um, I was working kind of over where the shower area uh, was and I had prematurely uh, poured cement around the drain. You can see it there. And uh, for those of you who know anything about construction and doing this kind of thing, you'll notice that there's something missing. The drain flange is missing. So what I had to do then is I had to chip away at all that cement around that PVC without breaking the PVC. And that's by hand, hard, grueling work. I had made very little progress. And I was very, very discouraged. And so I just avoided it. I knew I had to do it. I just avoided it because I'm like, listen, that is just too daunting. That is too much work. That cement was hard impenetrable in my mind. I was like, I was desperate. I needed to maybe get, get some kind of tool to help me do it. One day, I, I just thought to myself, okay, I'm just going to have to tackle it. I'm just going to have to do it. And I chipped away a little bit, and I went down. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. Let's see how long I can you know, stick this out and make, make a little more progress. And it was just a few minutes in, begin chipping away at that cement that all of a sudden it just broke through. And in my mind, I was thinking, why didn't I not go down there sooner? But I didn't, because I thought, I thought there was no way I was going to be able to break through that. There's no way I was going to be able to get through the surface. But if only I had stopped, I had stopped avoiding it, stopped putting it off, I would have had that breakthrough way sooner. See, the things that consume us, our idols are very similar to that. Many times we could actually name them. We could say, these are the things that I think about, these are the things that I know are issues in my life, but we refuse to tackle them We avoid them. We turn away from them because, well, it's just too hard to deal with them. But the amazing thing is, is God surprises us. And he can provide the breakthrough when we least expect it if we're willing to trust him, if we're willing to work on it. Questions like, what are you afraid of? What's your biggest fear? Today, what is standing in your way of a true breakthrough in your life, of true freedom? What is holding you hostage? My encouragement to you, to myself, is for us to stand up, to face our fear, face our failures, because I believe that freedom is just on the other side of faith. Things that we see and experience, they're easy to trust because we, we can actually tangibly see them. It's really hard to trust in Jesus, someone who lived over 2,000 years ago. We gravitate towards what we know, what is comfortable, even when it's harmful to us. Things happen in our lives that cause us anxiety, that cause us to fear Things that are uncertain. Things that force us to want to seek security. But God's timing isn't always our timing. So are we patient enough to wait? Are we patient enough to wait for him? So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, your ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for Him. See, Jesus is inviting us. He's inviting us to gravitate towards Him and let Him define what is comfortable and secure. Will you pray with me? God, as, as we have opened up your word today, we are trusting in your voice. We are trusting that you are speaking. God, would we have the courage enough today to be able to listen to what you have for us? Would we have the courage enough to open up ourselves to maybe acknowledge and to tackle some things that maybe we've been avoiding for a long time. Lord, would you help us today to respond? We pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.